Welcome, everybody, to episode 12 of Stupid or Irresponsible. My name is Justin Shelley, CEO of Master Computing, and I am sitting here with Joe. Joe, uh, pronounce your last name for me. <laughs> yeah, Milo. What's the other pronunciation? Me, uh, Milo. Milo, Milo. Is there only two? Uh, I mean, badass is one uh, okay. I've heard. Okay, no, that's not bad. That's more like the French dialect, though. <laughs> I think I meant... I, I don't know. In, in the beginning, it was Milo, and then I started you hearing you say Milo, and, and I <laughs> became confused. It's complicated. I'm not going to confuse you. <laughs> so, anyway, I'll it either. Joe, what's your, uh, what's your title? What do you do here? Uh, CTO here at Master Computing uh, Network. And here again, I call you CIO most of the time, so <laughs> the confusion runs deep, people. Uh, last question. Well, what am I? We're just getting started. Next question. Joe, what is the most exciting thing that happened to you this week? Most exciting? Uh, I mean, aside from football. Thank God football's back. Oh, my gosh. Mm, yes. Uh, we had a devastating Cowboys loss, a great Chiefs win. Uh, should we have a moment of silence? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, uh, let's see. Exciting. Um, we got a close date on my house. There uh, we go. Okay. We're uh, So we're moving in pretty soon this month. So that was pretty exciting. Yeah. I mean, uh Rough estimate when it comes to construction in my world is whatever date they tell you or whatever time span they tell you to build something, you at least double it, and then you probably add a margin error to that. <laughs> well, you're not far off. We're uh, we're about a month off of double, but considering, uh, but a, a month shy of double. Exactly. So this is still progress. Yeah, this is absolutely. I'm, absolutely. I'm happy to hear this. <laughs> All right. Well, let's jump in, Joe. We are going to talk today about uh, the bloatware nightmare. Um, That's catchy. I thought so. <laughs> Listen, once in a while. I've it almost a, rhymes. Uh, something. Um, it, and you know what's... So, I used to call it crapware. Yeah. And somebody corrected me. I guess it's not politically correct to call it crapware. No. It's called bloatware. Uh, is there an official term for this, or is bloatware the bloatware official Bloatware is term? the official. Yeah, I've used junkware in the past. Junkware. That was, that was popular in the yeah. old days. Okay. So, I, I mean, I think probably most people know what this means, but just for posterity, Joe, tell us the true definition of bloatware. Uh, so, it's any kind of application that sideloads or it's extra software that comes that you, you didn't ask for uh, that comes with either hardware, software uh, that you get, okay. usually for free. Okay. So, just something that shows up that you didn't put there intentionally. Precisely. Um, and by definition, I guess it kind of bloats things up. And I, you know, we'll, yeah, exactly. we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit. But give me some examples. Where uh, do you examples see of bloatware? this? Yeah. I, most, most of the time I see it on phones like um, in a search engine or um, really on computers, a lot of search engines um, or any of the free software downloads. You'll see it when you try to download, like even like Adobe, Adobe Reader. Like everybody in the dog needs Adobe Reader, but then when you go to install it, unless you click some extra stuff, it's also setting, uh, it's downloading, installing Google Chrome, whether you want it or not. It's downloading, installing uh, AVG antivirus. Antivirus, yeah, yeah. You're always getting. Is a, that what you're searching for? Yeah. A free, no, it just, yeah. as you're saying it, that's what I'm, it drives me crazy. Oh, yeah. When I'm trying to install something and it's coming with, you know, all yep. this 
payload. And they're sneaky about it. Like, even yeah. if you click, oh, I got it. I got it because I said, don't install that. Well, the next page is also, uh, hey, by the way, I'm going to install this unless you click over here. Accept the terms and conditions to move forward. Precisely. Well, one of the terms and conditions is we're going to throw a bunch of crap on your computer exactly. that you don't know about. And then you so. got that big old scary advanced setup. And then you click on that and that's all it is. Right. Don't install right. <laughs> junk. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Drives me nuts. So um, one of the ones, as I was kind of preparing for today's podcast, something that came up that I hadn't thought about is that uh, some of this stuff actually will show up with your operating system. Embedded in your oh, operating yeah. system. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, and I don't know why that surprised me. I've been doing technology for 20 years, but when I think of bloatware, I'm looking at, I buy a computer from a big box, whoever, yeah. and it shows up and it's got every free trial version of every piece of crap sure. software on the planet. Hey, Candy Crush comes with Windows now. Oh yeah, Candy Crush, <laughs> antivirus, diagnostics, um, everything. And you've got to go in and on average, how long does it take if we were to buy a computer from a, a main retail I won't put names out there, um, but the primary computer manufacturer, mm-hmm. how long is it going to take you to clean that up and get it ready to ship out the door? Talking about me as a professional yep. or just yep. a layperson? Nope, you as a professional. Uh, depends on my systems. Um, I mean, I've got some scripts that do a lot of stuff really quickly for the known stuff. Uh, we have a lot of big manufacturers, um, two name names, HP or Dell or right. those kind of, uh, Lenovo. They'll throw their junk on there. So I have specific scripts that go after their particular software. But depending on where you get it, like a Best Buy or something, they'll also throw additional stuff with their stuff that they sign deals with. Um, so it might take a little longer. It's going to take an hour or two, maybe three. As a professional. Uh, yeah, as a professional. If I'm not if I'm not just straight up imaging. Right, right. And that's that's a different subject. Yeah, we don't so. have to get into all that. Okay, so I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Sure. Like, yeah, yeah. At, at our billable rate, we're talking dang near $500 yeah. to remove the helpful software that yeah, was included with our yeah. brand new computer. Um, so let me just ask a question. Why? Why is there so much of this? Why do we have to work so hard to get rid of it? Why is this, why does a brand new computer come so plugged up with crap? Well, I mean, sorry, bloat the dollar. Uh, I mean, there are big companies out there, uh, that are paying bigger companies to put their stuff out there. And that's just the nature of the beast. Okay, so, so yeah. So mean, Dell, all right, we'll throw a name out there. So we buy a computer from Dell, and it comes with AVG, which is a free software or free sure. antivirus, right. right? How's Dell making money off of that? Well, they have a big contract with AVG to do so, and that's the, the only reason they're putting it on there. There'd be no reason for them to put the extra work to throw that software on there. Okay, they're not trying to help you. Don't worry. No, they're, they're not. not throwing they're a not. So, they're not throwing an antivirus because they want to make sure you're safe. Uh, Windows Defender is going to do a lot better than whatever AVG is doing. I promise. So here's something that I'll usually tell people when, uh, and I mean, we could kind of go off on a tangent a little bit. Smartphones. I don't know why we, maybe we don't call them smartphones anymore. They're just phones because that's what everybody has. But, <laughs> you know, they're loaded with apps. Yeah. The coolest apps, you can do the coolest things with them. Uh, I probably, I don't know how many apps I have on my phone, but it's a lot. It's way more than I want to admit here publicly. <laughs> Uh, ask me how much I pay for any one of these apps, Joe. Have you ever bought an app? That's a bigger thing. Oh, question. I do. Have oh, you I ever paid? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, in fact, I, because of my profession, I do try pretty hard to stay away from the free apps. Yeah. But still, there's a lot of them. Even games? You have, you have I don't do a lot of games. games. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't, pay, I don't play right. games on my phone very often. So, What's with, the most you've spent on an app? Just curious. Oh, wow. Um, the most. And the most embarrassing number you can come up with here. Well, it's not embarrassing because if I'm paying for it, I find the value in it. So 
I, you know, the, I, I don't know. The single largest amount I've paid for an app, it would be in the hundreds, but I can't remember what? exactly what it was. There, There's some training Strictly stuff. Strictly for your phone? Oh, yeah. The, so there's some training stuff that I purchased for it. Holy. Um, but, you know, I on average, I'm, I'm paying 5, sure. 10, 20 sure. bucks. But a lot of them are monthly subscriptions right. to the tune of 5, 10, 20 bucks. Right. And as that soon as up. I said that, I was thinking like Microsoft 365. Well, yeah, I've got Outlook on my phone, but... Come on. I use that on my computer. On my, right, right. Right. So. So, you know, back to the free stuff where we're talking about why it's free. I don't think, especially the, the rising generation, really stops to contemplate what goes on behind the scenes to develop one of these free apps. No, no. And so I want to put it in perspective. If we look at and, and we're getting away from phones for a second, let's go to Google. The Google. Everybody's using Google these days. We're searching for stuff. We're using it for maps. I mean, Google's everywhere. Synonymous, or it's uh, synonymous for search. I'm Googling this. Correct. Go Google that. Yeah. I mean, their name's been just stolen at sure. this point. So, um, you know, and listen, you and I debated this before we got started. There is somewhere in the neighborhood of two billion lines of code in all of Google's suite. Their, their entire software. So I don't know how many of those are allocated to the Google search, if we were just going to look at that. Um, but it's somewhere in the neighborhood of 5,000 times the amount of computer programming required to send the first space shuttle to the moon. And that's a low estimate, right? That's what that's, we came yeah, up with. Yeah, right, right. So, you know, if you look at, if you've ever watched any of the documentaries on what went on to develop the the math, the science, the the programming to put the space shuttle to the moon, it might give you a little bit of a glimpse at what goes on behind the scenes to develop these free products that we're using on a daily basis. And so, Joe, my question is, why are they free? If a product is free, what is the real product? Because nobody's doing this with a, Google's not a charity. Sure, no, right, no, no. right, yeah. You go to the they're the they're, richest company. Are they the richest on the planet? Maybe not. I mean, Amazon's pretty up there. Bezos is... Listen, but it's debatable. Yeah, I mean, as far as just an, uh, a software company, uh, and you're looking at that, like an adult... I mean, if you go on the stock exchange right now, they're definitely Fortune 500. Got to be near the top. All right. So they're a huge company, huge wealth, and yet we use their service for free. So... Right. Where's the money coming from? Where's the money coming from? What yeah. I tell people is if your software is free, you are the product. Right. Right. They're, yeah. they're buying and selling us. Yeah. No free lunch. All right. So that's Google. But now, you know, switch gears again. Go back to these apps that we're downloading all over the place for our phones. They're free. Why are they free? Somewhere, somehow they're making money on us. Definitely. So we're going to dig in a little bit to, um, you know, on I've got five different things that maybe could be considered negative for bloatware. And I want you to rate them on a scale of one to five to how significant this problem is five being it's it's really bad one being an eh, it's a problem but it's not right. a big deal so one of the things that bloatware or really you know any of these free apps that we're throwing all over yeah. our phone our computer one of the things that it can be it, it can be malicious like it's it in itself can be a problem it can come with a payload it can be some sort of a hack on our computer right sure it, so Anything else you want to say on that? And then a scale of one to five, how serious is that potential problem? Um, that it is malicious? How significant is malicious? How worried should we be about malicious software when we're malicious downloading it? Malicious bloatware? I mean, yeah. you should always be like highly, super high concerned. 
uh, basically with anything you're installing into a, a computer, phone, or anything. Okay. But, um, I mean... So is it a primary concern? I mean... Yeah, no, I call that number one. The higher end of the Red scale. Alert five, yeah, Okay, sure. so we're, we're really worried about... Safety e- number one, for sure. Right. Yeah. Okay. Threw an easy one at you. Slowing things down. So that's another thing that comes yeah. up. Bloatware can slow things down. Now, Realistically, how much does it slow down a computer? Now, depending on what you got... Uh, sure. You know, it could be anywhere from a one all the way to a five. Now, it drives me bananas. If there's anything on that's running on my computer that I didn't say to run, I'm, I'm, I got to kill it. It just it drives me nuts. But like an OCD situation. Yeah, for you. exactly. Okay. But I, I will say this: almost every time I get a call that their computer's running slow and something's wrong, I find bloatware there or adware, and I'll just junk okay. and I'm getting rid of it. And once I get rid of it, all of a sudden their brand new Magically. computer, yeah is brand new again hey what did you do to make this work so well yeah i took off that stupid toolbar for saving money yeah that coupon yeah, <laughs> yeah. toolbar uh. whatever those are <laughs> oh man is that still a thing listen I'm, oh yeah it's still i'm a thing. dating myself because when i was still working as a tech yeah that was like one of the number one issues when people's computer <laughs> running slow yeah they've got probably five different coupon toolbars yeah. running charity toolbars whatever <laughs> don't do that i can't ask jeeves anything <laughs> <laughs> all right hard drive space that's another one that comes up it can eat up storage space on your phone your computer whatever uh i'm not so no so concerned about how much space it's taking up necessarily now if it's writing a whole bunch of stuff on my hard drive um it could definitely bog you down but right now space is probably the the cheapest thing right now in the computer world right i'd give that one maybe a, a one to a two okay um, and and then we're going to go with the last one being updates. It kind of ties into number one, in my opinion. We talked about uh, the difference, though, is the first thing I mentioned is that it, it comes inherently infected with some sort of malicious code. And number five being it is one more threat vector on your phone because if you don't update it properly – there could be a problem with it that somebody exploits. A yeah. third party could exploit it. Absolutely. So on a scale of one to five, five being a huge problem, updates for all of the software on your phone or computer, where is this in the priority Updates list? are always a five for me. Like you've okay. got it, you've got, unless you're just on top of it. Well, and here's another thing about these uh, bloatware apps or even free apps and stuff. Like these games, there was a big outbreak not too long ago for... I think it was a sweet like a hundred games on Android. Uh, I forget the name of the company, and I don't want to throw that out there, but they sold their company to another company that was a little bit more malicious. And part of that, those games allowed access to your microphone and your contacts. Yeah. And all you know, and the first company that had the game, they said, "Well, we're not going to use anything malicious. We're just going to use this to update your rankings and stuff." But without a warning, without anything. They sold the company, and now this new company was selling all that data. Your contacts, your uh, oh wow, yeah, it's all. So that's caused a big old thing, and then ended up with the Supreme Court thing in California, where now that's illegal to do. But it definitely happened there. It's known in the state of California to yeah, cause they, they built a law around it just for this specific okay. reason, and uh, yeah, so tons of data just got sold uh, without anybody's knowledge, and you know everybody outside of California. We're still on the hook, but California yeah. specifically had a law, but it's, you know, after the fact, the data's, you know, cat's out of the bag. Um, but yeah, all kinds of crazy stuff like that can happen if okay. you're not, you know, and that's even with updates, but lack of thereof updates uh, also leaves that vulnerability as well. All See, right. you know, yeah. most things, they won't run unless you allow access to this, that, or the other. 
And when you allow access, unless you're, you know, reading all the little lines of that thousand page, uh, read me uh end user except yeah what is it eul eula yeah end End user user license license agreement there you go eula yeah (laughs) we all read those there's a south park episode about that people (laughs) Uh, there's a south park episode about everything Yeah, yeah yeah all right listen uh this is not the most exciting topic in the world but it was on the list it was something i think we needed to explore um and mostly because i think that we, we just get a little bit complacent. This is not a super obvious problem with either productivity or security, cybersecurity. And those can actually be the most dangerous problems yeah. because it's something that does not get attention. This is not exciting to talk about. Um, but I'm excited. It, <laughs> I didn't mean to judge you, Joe. I apologize for that. So in an excited fashion, Joe, tell people what they can do. Like, I mean, there's obvious stuff here, but how do we, I mean, again, if I were to just go count the apps on my phone, it's embarrassing to answer that question. So right. what's the process? What do we need to be aware of? How do we attack this problem on both our phone and our computer in 30 seconds or less, go. 30 seconds or less. Um, I mean, personally, I would say just talk to a professional. Um, if you feel confident about uninstalling some stuff, I would definitely, 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 definitely say back your stuff up first. Uh, specifically, anything that's coming from Dell or Lenovo, some of those things that are bloatware, if you delete them, just just uninstall them. Stuff will break, like your microphone or your, uh, your speakers or stuff like that, any peripherals. Um, so you you want to you want to do it the right way. Uh, talk to a professional, but definitely make a backup if you're doing it yourself before you do it, before you get rid of anything. See now, I'm listen. I this was not an intentional uh, shameless self promotion here, but you bring up a valid point. Um, you got to be careful uninstalling it. So not only is this a problem that they put it there, but we've compounded the problem in that taking this bloatware off the stuff that comes pre-installed on your computer or that you accidentally install can actually break stuff so thank you uh great big manufacturers (laughs) for helping us out on such a a wonderful level yeah um you know one thing that i will try to do on my phone just as an example is maybe once a month or when i'm killing time i'll just scroll through my apps and if i haven't used that app especially if it's a free one because if it's free guess what you're the product um if I haven't used it in the last three months, maybe yeah. I'm removing it. Yeah, I can always put it back on later if I want. You know, if I decide I need exactly. it. Exactly. But if I'm not currently using it, it's, it's yeah. coming off of my phone. Yeah, and it's I I can see how it can get like uh, uh, you know scary when you see like man I've just got too many of these things. Spend a couple yeah. minutes, you know, every time you have a few, spare chance. Yeah. Um, and it'll just whittle itself away. Right. So. Because again. We are the product, and we are worth enough money that they are developing uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of 2 billion lines of code. Guys, and if you've never written software for computers, that doesn't mean anything to you. I'm telling you I have, and that just terrifies me. (laughs) That is so much work. It's insane. So, all right, Joe, that, I think, is enough about bloatware, but I kind of want to talk about... Uh, was it just last night I sent you the email of the ransomware attack that was just like catastrophic in scale? Oh yeah, uh, a recent one. Uh, do you have any commentary there? Uh, yeah, the UHS systems uh, they got hot with uh, Ryuk. Ryuk, 
however you pronounce that, the ransomware. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, I've been steady on that one. How many locations do they have? And also, if you know it, how many locations were impacted? Um, well, so it's 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 worldwide. Um, they, you know, they have. Gosh, I, I was reading that. Earlier. I think I read four hundred locations. Is it more than that? I think it's more than that, but it is over U.S. and U.K. and okay. all into Europe and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, it took them all down. Yeah, it was core servers, and they were laterally moving, meaning they were going from one place to the other. So I mean, they're all down. Are they still w- currently? Yeah, 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 yeah. They're trying to they're trying to mitigate the best they can. Their official announcement was systems are still kind of down. You might you may have access, you may not. According to some Reddit users that are on the ground, they're saying their systems are still down. I haven't seen anybody say theirs are back up. That includes their phones, pack system, all their imaging, all their charting, all that stuff. It's still all down. Now, to their credit, at least they came out publicly and said this is due to an IT security event. Well, that's after, what I read. That's true. To their benefit, uh, Reddit came out first. They had end users that were oh, on okay. the ground and said, hey, we're turning patients away. Does anybody know anything about this? And then some IT folks came in and said, hey, this is some bullshit. We need to get this out there. And then we got a message saying, hey. <laughs> you know, and listen, it's going to go that way. You know? Yeah, if, I mean, yeah. Totally. In all honesty, if we're dealing with a client that for Jesus, God forbid, gets hit with ransomware. The last thing we're going to do is go blasting it out there and, you know, for sure. the public consumption. I mean, how many layers of HR when you have that many facilities in multiple countries? So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, I get it. So it, it, there has to be some discretion, uh, but I'm kind of comparing it to when we broke down the Garmin ransomware sure, yeah. attack. And You're then like, I denied it. We didn't. Uh, it's not anything. It's not ransomware. I don't remember how they were, yeah. but they weren't admitting anything. Yeah. So, well, here's what they did say also on their official statement today is that as far as they're aware, none, no data has been taken, copied, or, um, okay. So Which we'll is see huge. how that event, well, if, if that's true, if accurate, that's huge. We shall see, sure, uh, yeah. judging by previous Ryuk attacks and they, this, these have been going on since at least 2017. It's a variation of another virus or another, uh, ransomware Trojan that's been around since 2015, I want to say. Um, and those were able to extract data. Oh. So we shall see. So they just can't confirm that data's been... Not officially, allegedly. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. So we'll see. Okay. All right. Well, what other, what other insights do you have on this one? Um, so what we do know is this is a popular... It's been around for a while, like I was mentioning. Um, almost always, it's sent from a spam phishing attack. Really? Yeah. So here's an example of one. This came from the latest one. This was not particular, but let me look, let me show Justin. I'll kind of explain what, what he's looking at. It's just an email to this guy named Sean, Sean at blah, blah, blah. It's an email that says, you know, it looks like any other email that comes from any other person. It says reply, R-E colon, hey, Sean. And then in the body of the text, hey, uh, please see the attached. I hope everything's working out for you. Uh, you know, and it's got a regular signature. It looks like a business signature. Do you think anything there looks kind of fishy or scammy to you? I, I mean, you're putting me on the spot here. His email address is masked, so it's hard to look at that. But I mean, I'm not seeing anything super obvious other than uh, you got to be real careful when somebody wants you to open a Word document, especially a DOC and not a DOC. Well, see, and I was going to point that out. It's a doc. It's just a doc. It's just a word file. As far as you know, that's just a word file. Typically, when I talk to an end user, they don't see that as suspicious. 
You know, it's not a, it's not an executable. It's not a, it doesn't, it's not going to have warning on it. It's just a word document. Well, Hey, or a PDF. Hey, let me just open it up and see what happens. It's not going to break anything. I won't download anything except dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Yeah. You open it up and it is definitely running. It's running a, it's what we call a a macros. It's running some extra stuff and bada bing, bada boom. They're saying within three days, they've seen it to where um, the first thing it does, it goes into your computer, it starts collecting data, passwords, anything, file structures, whatnot. Here's another fun one. So they haven't totally announced that this is a, you know, where this is coming from. But in the code itself, it's got check the keyboard for Russian. Uh, where where I find it? It checks to see if you have a keyboard, what your default keyboard, if it's Russian, Ukrainian, or Bel- Belarusian. It runs another file that kills the entire thing altogether. Oh, they're protecting their own people. Well, that's a there's a very common calling card for any kind of Russian uh, thing is you know you don't shit in your own yard. Yeah, they specifically Putin's like we will not prosecute you if you attack outside of Russia. Oh, but if you're coming after us, you will get the full full force of Vladimir Putin. So, uh, it's, it's listen, a- they're smart. So that's, I mean, these guys really are intelligent. <laughs> I mean, these tacks are thought out. Oh yeah. Targeted. I, uh, I mean it when I say it, these guys have real jobs just like us. They right. would probably work their ass off even harder than us. Yeah. Eight, 10, 12 hour days, you know, in an office Man. doing exactly this. This is all they do all day, every day. This is their job. So uh, I wonder if they get bonused on that. Oh, you better believe it. <laughs> well, the 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 schmucks at the bottom is what I'm talking about. Oh, well, yeah. Well. Anyway, wow. <laughs> all right, what else you got there? So, yeah, it goes in, it uh, steals all that stuff, and then it goes to the next computer. What it does, it turns off your antivirus, encrypts all your files, gives you a nice little ransom note saying, hey, you're hacked. Come send me some Bitcoin. Here's my address. Uh the latest I saw on this particular strain uh, of Ryuk, uh, it's somewhere over three million worldwide. It's collected in to- Bitcoin. Oh, that they've actually collected. That that are officially collected, and they've got actual Bitcoin addresses of where they made the payment, and mm-hmm. that's only the official numbers. Yeah, yeah. A lot of times, most of the time, they're not going to report that. Most people don't. Uh, you know, three hundred bucks here, five hundred bucks there. The, no, nobody's calling the FBI, and nobody's reaching out to them. Do we have any idea? what the ransom request is on this particular attack? They aren't giving us any information. So all we've got right now is the actual strain itself. Um, I've got a copy. I I can go look that up, but it won't be today. I might update next uh, podcast. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's come back to that next week. I'm sure it'll be in the news next week and the week after, because this is huge. This is uh, one of the largest, if not the largest medical system in the U.S. That's what caught my attention is this is to date one of one of perhaps the largest successful ransomware attack. Yeah. Yeah. By so, far. Jeez. Pretty crazy. Do we know, do we have any idea how this one might have been prevented or do we have enough information to break mitigation. that down? Mitigation. Uh, mitigation. So just like we preach, um, you know, you got to have a phishing campaign. Training is huge. Uh, if the end user had one end user not open that one email or that one word file and that one attachment on that one email, their whole system still be up and running. But if they had all the different layers that we like to add on, like, uh, you know, we have our DMARC set up, our SKIM, our, we do total management of email. So if you have an email admin, make sure you got all those security settings there. Your firewall is going to block this kind of stuff. 
Um, your antivirus locally is going to do that. Make sure it's uh, you've got secondary uh, SOC team looking at it, making sure that there's any lateral movement, meaning the virus doesn't hop from one computer to the other. They can shut that kind of stuff down. Um, just layers and layers of security. It's everything that we preach every week uh, that would have stopped all of this. Well, and so you actually bring up a good point. Uh, I was in a, a meeting this morning presenting to a potential client, and one of the things they asked me, and it's it's not an uncommon question that I'll get, but you know, we're interviewing multiple IT companies. What questions should we ask them? You know, which yeah. by the way, I mean, it, it's good for them to ask, and it's it's kind of good to. Yeah. It makes me kind of scratch my head and think through <laughs> this. I, I probably should have better scripted answers, but. Uh, it's been uh, said of me, I'm not the best salesman in the world. Um, so I'm winging it, you know, and they're like, what questions should we ask the other companies as we're interviewing them? And so I go into kind of the the ones that are most, you know, ask them about their response times, ask them about their processes and their procedures, make them prove how they're doing, you know, delivering the results that they're promising. Some of the stuff that I normally say, and unfortunately it was kind of an afterthought. After I'd gotten off the call, I shot him a quick email, you know, hey, thanks for meeting with me. Uh, let me address that question now. <laughs> ask, ask them what process they have around, you know, ensuring that each of your end users is protected from causing a ransomware attack on your yeah. network. And, oh, yeah. and I'm not wording that very well right now, but, you know, it, it comes down to, sure, we can throw some training at you. We can say log on to this website and, and train, you know, get your little certificate and move on. But until training around cybersecurity becomes a top priority instead of an afterthought, we're going to be dealing with shit like this and worse. Oh, yeah. Like we are losing this battle. Yeah. We're reading these headlines because it's not a priority. You know, as, as we had this at least an hour long meeting talking about the technology and the protect and all the stuff you just listed, which is huge. What it comes down to is that a single click can undo all of that. Yep. Right. I mean, a well-crafted attack can get through all of that stuff. And so we've got to have the end user protected. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm always preaching, you know, we're only as strong as our weakest link um, as far as network uh, connectivity, the network devices and whatnot. Right. But that's just as true with your workforce. So if right. You've got, yeah. You know, and this isn't just IT, but this is in general. If, you know, you got one one schlub that screwed everything up and whatever, <laughs> they leave a bad Yelp review about your ice cream stand. Nobody's coming to your ice cream stand. Right. You have one schmuck that opens the wrong email and the whole world burns to the ground, it looks like. <laughs> yeah. And so it, it's just a matter of constantly checking, constantly, you know, reviewing, analyzing, scrutinizing your your security awareness, your secu- you know, the technology behind it, but again, also the culture behind it. Yeah. What is our cybersecurity culture? Yeah. And if we don't have that, if we don't have a good answer to that, we're screwed. <laughs> we're screwed. Joe, any final thoughts? Um, yeah. Update, update, update. All right. Well, let's wrap up. We're going to come back next week with an update to this update. Um, <laughs> and we'll have some more tips for you. We'll have we'll break down, uh, you know, either further breakdown of this attack or who knows, there's probably going to be something else for us to talk about next week. But guys, don't wait. You can't get unhacked. 97% of the stuff that we're breaking down in here was preventable. This, preventable. Yeah. Absolutely preventable. 100%. So don't wait. Mastercomputing.com slash discovery. Just jump on a quick call in 10 minutes. We can ask you some key questions and we can tell you real quick 
how secure you are and uh, and what what your next steps need to be. So with that, Joe, say goodbye. Goodbye. We'll see you guys next week.